I'll come. His name will come to me at some point. Okay, I right. But you. we're not googling it because we're using our brains right. now, right? So, Which is this much slower process. Yeah. Welcome to the That's Not How I Remember It podcast. I'm Mandy. And I'm Jenny. And uh, we have been on a bit of a sabbatical. Yes, we're teaching patience. We make you like really want to really want it. This is a very exclusive thing, our podcast. It was a lot easier to get together during lockdown. Yeah, it was. Um, Life, you know, with four teenagers is a little bit hairier carrier yeah so so um but we are excited to be back it's better yes. <laughs> interestingly the book that we read i had never read before and so um i read this but i don't know when we read it six nine months ago yes. and i have struggled to recall it um uh, clearly because my brain has atrophied mm-hmm. over lockdown um even more so than books that i read when i was a child and but maybe that has something to do with it being like such an impressionable time of reading books and things like that um so i had to do a little refresher this week of listening i listened to the audio which is a really nice the audio recording is very nice of this book oh i'll have to listen so the book that we did uh, this time is from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankenweiler by E. L. Konigsberg. Yes. Do you want to give us the summary? Uh, the summary of the book. Yeah. And I did read this book as a kid and I loved it so much. I just thought it was, they were in New York and at a museum. And I don't know. I just was sort of fascinated by it. Okay, let's go. Claudia knew that she could never pull off an old fashioned kind of running away. So she decided to run not from somewhere, but to somewhere, somewhere large, warm and comfortable and beautiful. And that was how Claudia and her brother Jamie ended up living in the Metropolitan Museum of Art and right in the middle of a mystery that made headlines. So this is about them running away. And it actually had its 50 year anniversary in 2017. So I that's crazy and it's another book that's from the late 60s yeah it came out in 67 won a newberry uh award so that's the award for like the best you know contribution to children's literature and the year it came out and interestingly enough when i looked this up um the runner-up that year was another book by the same author e.l konigsberg uh which has never happened uh before uh, or mm-hmm. since. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, she was so prolific that year that they were like, hey, you didn't write but one, but two of the best books this year for children. I mean, that's amazing. What did, I, I read an article about her and it said that she had gone to school and studied chemistry. Not that you can't be two things, but it's just, you know, one is very sciencey and different part of the brain. And then here she is writing children's books and she said that this story came from another throwback to the early days of just letting your kids go wherever she would take an art class in new york so she would take her kids with her drop them off at the metropolitan museum of art and then go to her art class so they would just wander around this museum by themselves at very young ages and they did this for about a year and one day she saw um, a piece of popcorn kind of like hidden behind um, 
like an exhibit and she's like, oh, I wonder if someone's sneaking in here at night to have like a fancy museum snack. And then that kind of gave her the idea of, oh, I think I'm going to write a little book about this. And uh, not only do they run away, but there's a mystery about a piece of art. And apparently, which I had never heard of, there was a piece, I'm looking for it here, there was a piece of art that um, was bought at, you know, some sale somewhere. Let's see. Oh, the New York art world was obsessed with the question of whether a sculpture purchased by the Met for $225 was actually worked by Leonardo da Vinci. So they were sort of following that in the real world. So she kind of took that and put it together too and made her whole, uh, her novel. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize those things that, uh, that had inspired her to write it. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I hadn't read this book as a child. Um, and when I mentioned a while back that we were doing this one, I learned, um, from several people, uh, like how much they loved this book, uh, including my own brother mm-hmm. who told me that this was one of his, uh, or his favorite book as a child, which, shocked me because I don't ever, I don't remember reading it. I don't remember the title. I also work with someone who says, oh, this is my absolute favorite book as a child. Um, And when I read it, I could totally understand why it would be. It really um, felt magical to the idea of, I mean, who didn't think about running away as a kid, right? You were upset about something and you think, I'm going to run away and they're going to miss me so much and I'm going to, you know, I'm, this is what's going to happen. But to run away and to be able to stay in a museum and right. was just fun. But I also, when I read it, just had this like strong sense of nostalgia for that time period when, I mean, you, there are so many things in this book now that when you're reading it, you're like, okay, yeah, that could, that could never happen. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that that so could never many. happen. Mm-hmm. So many things, right? And it did sort of have this sort of like joy of a time when it, you know, kids could just have that sort of autonomy and independence that um, that just safety wise <laughs> we don't we don't do anymore, right? No, we don't. It's we, like we, we check buses to make sure there aren't children still left out. You know, there's like my kid's school. The bus pulls over. There's a heat sensor that literally checks for the kids. You know, oh, the per- wow. the driver takes like the heat sensor to check that there's no children left on the bus before they even leave the neighborhood. Oh my god! Right. So, um, you know, there's there's security in museums. <laughs> you know that you couldn't just walk there's around cam- in the middle. Cameras <laughs> following you around. Yeah. Right? There's so many things that couldn't have occurred now, but it did just feel uh, sort of magical to be able to, like, we're going to escape and we're going to go to the city and we're going to stay at the museum. And um, it was fun. It was really fun read. Yeah. And I I definitely thought that when they were on the bus, like the driver just, I mean, he kind of looked and didn't see anything. So he got off and closed the door and there they were. But yeah, now definitely... I mean, people check, like if you're not at school, you get a phone call, right. you know, like, where's your kid? And then you just, you didn't, you didn't do that. So it, it was crazy because there's cameras everywhere now, just the, and I thought about it, like, that's how kids, I mean, people get kidnapped, you know, still, but sure. like, that's how, like you go to school, your mom didn't know if you were gone until after school. 
Right. You know, there was no checks or balances on anything. And um, so, yeah, I thought that too. I kept thinking that. And I was like, no, stop thinking in 2021. Like, right. just erase your 2021 mind and, and go with it. But, it, you know, it was a little harder as an adult to be like, well, that couldn't happen. Right. And, and also the, the mom in me was like, oh my gosh, their parents must be absolutely insane with worry you know like absolutely I never thought that as a kid I was it never crossed my mind right I did keep thinking that like okay these kids have been gone now for three days (laughs) like without a trace (laughs) and I just as a parent was like feeling panicked for them Mm -hmm. you know they're like oh we sent a letter that said don't contact the FBI like oh how how quickly was the postal service working back in 67 right. how long did it take the letter to get there maybe it was better i don't know <laughs> i'll write you a letter and we'll test it out right <laughs> reading it and listening to it again this week there were some parts that just i really i sort of struggled with the whole i love the story of them going and and you know staying at this museum um but the whole part with ms basil e frankenweiler and, and oh, then not, Frank, no there's it's not no frank in she's not like related to frank in oh, barry frank <laughs> yes. she's count trocula's aunt uh, sorry that would have been a, for a good story that's a spin-off that's a spin-off um i'm gonna write that i i was really confused me at the beginning because she she starts out the let you know the beginning of the book she's writing a letter to her an attorney telling this story um and then it sort of ties it up in a quick little bow at the end that i was like "Eh, i didn't love that aspect of it right and then it's like i'm like is her lawyer's last name or first name saxonberg (laughs) right decide (laughs) yeah it was uh so that part to me i i felt like that i liked the mystery of it right that they you know had to go find her files and they had to figure this thing out i love that but just the very beginning and the very ending sort of uh, sort of took me out of the the fun adventure of the you know um running away and the you know trying to find out if this really is a michelangelo statue Um, right so i thought that too i I was sort of uh, fascinated by uh, the picture at the beginning, and it's got um, Mrs. Basil, Eve, let's just call her Frankenweiler, sitting in front of like the the files that, you know, she kept all her her secrets and stuff. And that, I mean, how cool would that have been to just like pull those open? And um, last night I was looking... Um, in our basement and I found a wallet. I was like, I don't remember ever using this wallet and stuff. And it was actually, I'd never seen it before. It was my aunt Sophie's wallet. So it had an old Dominex card and it's like preferred member since 77, 78. And then it had a Marshall Fields card of my grandma's, a credit card, you know, and all these like cool, um, cool things in it artifacts yeah treasure you know so that's what this file cabinet reminded me of just opening something and just being like "Ooh, what's this and and like wanting to learn more about everything you know right that was in them i thought that was cool yeah um who doesn't want to like know like a quirky eccentric 
lady with, you yeah. know, fun files and secrets, right? That that to me, that could have been yeah. like its own story of just like getting more, t- getting to know more about uh, Ms. Basil E because uh, she just yeah. seemed really sort of quirky and fun. And I loved her sort of snarky tone with her attorney. Right. I wanted another book about her. Yeah. You know, for and, sure. And I, I like that. Spoiler alert. Um, that she was making Claudia like in Jamie, like keep the secret. Yes. Like, it's, you know, it's like even before it's time, it was like, you have to sit on something. You can't instantaneously just divulge information. You have yes. to, you know, and I, I thought that was interesting and, and kind of, you know, a wise woman showing Claudia that uh, the fun is not necessarily the end of the journey, getting to where you want to go. It's the journey itself. Yeah, which was cool. But then I'm a little mad that I was in New York and this is not the museum that we went to. (laughs) I was going to ask you about that because I knew that you went to an art museum when we were you were just in New York. Yeah, but it was not the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. No, unfortunately, um, I I don't know why we didn't pick the. I think the the MoMA was just closer to where we were and we walked. And so we're like, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll just go here. Yeah, so I kind of wish we would have. Yeah, done I this. I have yeah. I've never been there. Um, but now for sure when I when we go to New York, I want to put that on our list of of places mm-hmm. to go and sort of retrace some of their steps. Yeah, and that and then I kept stopping and I was looking everything up, like the cafeteria that they ate at. Uh, you know, just just every place they mentioned, and you know, you got a little interesting history. I I don't know that I would have taken a bath in the fountain. No, I think I I would probably chlorine or something dirty, like my own dirt rather than like other people's dirt. Right. Um, so, and I, I guess I'm like, well, that was sort of mature of Claudia, you know, cause she, she wasn't quite 12, but then I realized she was the eldest of four. And so that kind of puts a level of responsibility on you that makes you a little more responsible and um so i i was also wondering like okay well i'm always interested in the money um exchange like how is today's money and their money working so i guess they got 50 cents a week or she did and so that is four dollars and three cents in 2021 which seems like a bummer right yeah that's yeah that's but I, I don't it just seems like 50 cents then seemed like a lot you know like you could buy a lot with it and today I don't know I, you're, I not, buying, you're that, not buying a meal for four dollars no yeah I mean I guess maybe you're buying well I don't know you might buy kind of a crappy ice cream yeah. Sunday with it um the Sundays were 40 cents which is well actually three dollars and 20 cents so I guess that kind of works out to the same amount and then you've got a little bit left and then a train ticket uh in adults was a dollar 67 and today that's 13 dollars and 46 cents so i don't know i always like to do the math i love that you did that and see you know what's going on so yeah because i did i was thinking about that a lot too when they were trying to like budget their money to like what they were going to purchase and then Mm -hmm. i do remember when i so when i read this um a few months back I didn't, they said they went to the auto mat and I was like, like the laundry mat. And then 
a few weeks ago on CBS Sunday Morning, they had a whole story about the <gasps> automats. Oh, I'm going to look that up. It was fascinating to me about these like crazy like vending machines that they had in New York City that were like just like top of the line hot meals but i mean they were like it was a vending machine right but it was like the first right. sort of start of fast food yeah. in terms of like you just put your change in and you would get like this hot meal and there were these you know ladies who worked behind the scenes to sort of like fill up the automat also like in like movies of that day like the popularity of the automat and i found it just fascinating i wanted mm -hmm. to find out more about the automat so then um, when I listened back this week to the story and they talked about the automat, I was like, oh, the automat, oh, that's the automat. I, I was finally able to <laughs> that's make the where connection. I was, yeah. uh, so that was, that was kind of fun to sort of, when I re-listened to it, to be able to make that connection. Mm -hmm. Cause when I read it, I was just like, oh, okay, I guess it's sort of like a vending machine or something. No, but that's I didn't understand the, you know, enormity of the automat. Right. Because I was like, well, how long does the food stay there? Like, I didn't realize there was ladies behind the scenes. I'm like, that pot roast is going to go bad by tomorrow right. night. Right. <laughs> right. Because I, I, I was having trouble understanding that concept. So I just, I found that fascinating. I just, like I, like I said, it just really was fun to sort of imagine. I love that Claudia's brother was Jamie, right? Because my, my bro older brother, uh, um, went by Jamie as a child. And so, oh. or well, JB, Jamie. And so um, we, I, I, I really could just sort of imagine, okay, what if my brother and I were, <laughs> you know, in New York City? Yeah. And we were, you know, like, okay, and he would be the one who would be like, no, you're not spending that kind of money, you know, like, he would, <laughs> he would for sure have been the treasurer of our runaway gang. And, uh, and it was just, it was just fun to sort of imagine that time of like just you and you know me and my sibling hanging out and i then i tried to imagine if like my own boys were in the city on their own like who would be in charge of the money who would be in charge of making sure someone brushed their teeth and changed their underwear and, right, know, like right right They're very responsible to change the underwear right didn't have to. and really yeah. really thought of head to like yeah. have it with them too yeah right i mean and then Putting it in the uh, the music cases was pretty spot on. Yeah, that just doesn't really right. draw any attention to you. It's just no. you see kids with music cases all the time. And and knowing like, OK, when there's school groups, that's when we're going to go to the cafeteria and eat because we'll just blend in with the school mm -hmm. groups or we're just going to hang back at the back of the school group. So no one questions why there's these two kids sort of roaming the museum by themselves. I thought it was just right. really like I, I would just imagined what it would be like to be like oh and we're in that school group and what then there was the school group from their own school <laughs> at one yeah. point i was like no one noticed them right like do you not remember like maybe it wasn't there no but they saw their friends i'm like did you not get the field trip permission slip? Right? <laughs> you could have saved yourself the whole trip into the city could have just disappeared on the field trip <laughs> save that train ticket yeah right? Yeah, it was fun. And I do, I, I will say this, I don't know if you ever did this. I um I know that a lot of museums now do do these overnights um, mm -hmm. as like, I don't know if they're fundraisers or just for like an, another opportunity, but I went with each of my boys yeah. um, to uh, overnight. Like I stayed at the Field Museum with one of them overnight mm -hmm. and I stayed at the Shed Aquarium with one of them overnight. And there is something really sort of, you feel very like, ooh, I'm here after it's, you know, it's the dark. doors are locked. Yeah. The Field Museum one, you were allowed to, you could wander the Field Museum because it's so 
ginormous. Yeah. Um, you could wander it the whole evening long, right? There were oh, enough, wow. you know, lights and things like that. So it was kind of fun to go out at like 1.30 in the morning and take your picture with, you know, Sue in the in the <laughs> Great Hall when it was still there in the Great Hall. Yeah. Right. Um, the Shed Aquarium was less, it was more like there was a lights out time, but it was kind of cool to sort of sleep under like starfish, you know, they were that looking cool. up at and stuff. So it, that, I mean, it was really sort of a fun and not so fun on my back. No, I, we didn't get to sleep in a giant uh, Victorian bed. No, there, right. There was no, well, there might've been a, no, I don't think there was a bed at the museum of science and industry, no. but no, I, my back didn't really think it was fun. And I think they did have a certain like curfew, like, all right, you're. Yeah. Is that where you, you did the museum of science yeah. and industry? Yeah. Yeah. But was kind of fun, you know, was kind it of, was, yeah. I thought of it a lot when I was reading this book about, yeah, it did have that sort of like special, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be, I'm at the museum after hours sort of thing. <laughs> right. And so if you got, if you have small kids, check it out. Um, mm -hmm. If you, you know, if you have read this book and you think that would be a fun thing to do, check it out because lots of museums offer them these overnights. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, they're well worth it to just you know, yeah. have a cool experience with your kid. Definitely. And at least go through the museum when it's not quite as crowded, True. you know, like if your True. kid doesn't like crowds. That Yeah. Especially in, you know, COVID times. Right. Right. So, um, oh, and I also noticed that she, uh, the author went by E.L., probably, again, not to have her name, a woman's name. So people be like, ah, oh, it's a woman writing this book, you know? Right. Yeah. We have seen that before, right? Of that I, that trend of women using just their their initials. Yeah, I think the outsiders, R.L. Yes. You know, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love, um, as an adult, I would love the book um, where Claudia is like grown up now. Right. And she tells yes. us, you know, the, that Ms. Basile has passed and the will mm -hmm. has been released and she got the information. And I love the story of, um, you know, her as an adult. Like, mm -hmm. what is her memory of it from when she ran away with her brother? And, you know, this experience she had with Ms. Basile and this information that she knew that she had all these years. Yeah. No, I would like that. That, too. Yeah. We have so many ideas about. Right. I know. Everything. If only we were authors. I know there's a Netflix show called Dash and Lily, which is based on a, a book oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, in that, the girl has an aunt, uh, like eccentric single aunt <laughs> that she calls Miss Basil E. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, uh, I, I thought that was really kind of fun that she, you know, it was like this reference to, you know, this book because the girl obviously in the in the books and in the movie or the you know the miniseries is um is obsessed with books because it all takes place at the strand bookstore and oh, i know another books. place i did not visit on oh, my trip. Jay, well we have to make another trip we'll then, have to obviously. make another one because they were just so far north of where we oh, were oh yeah going yeah so in the smithsonian magazine there's an article about the 50th anniversary oh yeah and um like I said, was 2017. And, you know, she explains that uh, the Met is no longer lined with pay phones uh, or automats are no longer there. But if you, uh, the Met at one point did a tour of uh, the, the book, like people kept oh, asking. Really? And so they were like, you know what, we're going to do the Basile Frank Weiler tour 
of the exhibits, you know, and some of them exhibits aren't there anymore, but like the bed they slept on where a murder occurred in 1560. I've read that. Like, Oh, I want more but, about that information too. Did yeah, you read it, that, Jenny? I read, but it was just sort of like, eh, there was a murder in 1560. Amy Robart, the first wife of Lord Dudley. I, it wasn't, it didn't seem all that. His name was Lord Dudley. <laughs> Lord Rob Dudley. Oh, Dud Dudley, not Dudley. No, Dudley. Dud Dud, like like, a Dud. I'm sure he wasn't a serial killer. (laughs) Lord Dudley, I just she should have known before the marriage. (laughs) Small red flag. Small red. (laughs) Not have swiped right. No. Um, and let's see what else did they say that uh, was really interesting was that, um, oh, there's a movie that was filmed in 1973 in the museum. So it's based on the book. It's called The Hideaways. And so you can go in and, well, in the movie and see the museum as it was when um, Claudia and Jamie, you know, lived there for that couple of days. It it met with mixed reviews. (laughs) The article says. Well, wasn't there a movie in the 80s, too? I thought they, they did actually made another one in the 80s, because that's what rang a bell to me when my, oh, maybe my brother they mentioned did. this book. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just like a made-for-TV movie or yeah, something that, like that. Yeah, I was going to say, it was just, sounds like a good Sunday night right. movie there. But uh, they say that uh, you can, I mean, I don't know if it's available anywhere. There's a little clip of it we can link to in this article that I read. I... I, I want to. I I just can't get this out of my brain. So I love the fact that the the mystery they settled upon was this angel statue when the whole time they were sleeping in a murder bed. Mm-hmm. I know because that to me would have been what. Yeah, you know, they didn't know. It wasn't in the newspaper, so I guess it wasn't. No. Uh, yeah. So right, that seems like well, maybe you want to investigate that too, right? Or know? find a, or find a different bed in the museum to or, sleep on, right? Because was there only one? I mean, there seems right? like there might have been other places to sleep, but and 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 my head kept going. Oh, I hope you know. Lucky it was a very old bed that it didn't crush under yeah. the weight, right? Of modern okay. people. I mean, not that old generational people wave less i don't know i picture them br- brittle or people or <laughs> less preservatives in the food i don't know yeah i now i, I want to I, I do all, i want another but i want a book where claudia is an adult and i want a book where claudia and jamie investigate the murder bed yes. so i could if there's if too bad that um el Konigsberg is not along uh still with us i would ask her no, to uh, yeah to both of like, those books for me you know what you're retired now why don't you take some time and uh and read or write write another book for us uh i didn't read any of her other books i don't know why but since i liked this one so much yeah she's got she's got quite a few a bunch. um yeah. i know that there's some still on the shelves in um in my library so um like saturday with a view and uh, a couple others um this this book is also on my on my shelf it doesn't get checked out but now i'm gonna i'm gonna try and uh, talk it yeah. up to some kids yeah put it on a shelf it's, uh, historical fiction mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah because you do have to you do have to suspend some of that like oh this couldn't happen oh this couldn't ha-. you know it's easy right. to sort of get caught in that mindset um so you have to just suspend a little of that just go along for the ride yeah uh, and if you do, it's it is a really enjoyable 
um, fun. Um, like I said before, like it just feels a little magical of like the just the innocence of childhood and that sort of late sixties, early seventies time period when yeah. you know uh, there you know wasn't a ton of child supervision. <laughs> no, not a lot, <laughs> you know, a little bit. But and I just picture like the the late sixties cars driving down New York and yeah. Fig- Picturing it a little smoggier than it is, yeah. Today, in her, I know when it, um, like it talked about how when they read the article in the newspaper about the statue, like there was another small little article about how the the two kids were missing. I know it talked about the jackets they wore, and for some reason, when I when it talked about the jackets they were wearing, because it was like uh, the jackets they were wearing, just like every other child, you know, in America. And I just yeah. thought, oh yeah, because they probably ordered from the Petty's catalog. Right. <laughs> right. They got like, them and it was like, you can have it in navy or red. Which one do you want? <laughs> right. Right. Because now nobody wears the same jacket. But then like there was sure. the same boots and jacket and yeah. And, and hats. They even talked about you had they had to make sure they took their names out of their clothes because anyone who's watched TV for more than a half hour knows you if you're going to run away, you have to take your names out of your clothes. And I thought, do my kids have anything with their names in it? But then I I thought back to, well, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, we did all have very similar like, oh, oh, I got the red coat from pennies. Oh, you got the pink Mm -hmm. coat from pennies. So, yes, you people had their names and coats uh, a lot because boots. Yeah. Yeah. But right. Absolutely. Because they would get um, confused. So, yeah, there weren't as many uh, as many offerings. No, there definitely wasn't. Um, And I don't know if in the book you read at the end, if there is an afterword from the author, says something more. And I don't, um, I don't remember because, like I said, I read it like I don't ago. know a while ago, and it, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear one in the audiobook. So um, when, when I was just looking over it, uh, she wrote it in what year did she write it in? She wrote it in two thousand and two. So it was not long after September 11th. So she kind of talks about that. And then also she says that um, kids over the years have asked her to write a sequel. And uh, she wrote a small piece that was given to people who attended uh, an awards banquet when she won the Newbery Medal in 1968. And she's enclosing it in the book. So I guess everyone go out and get the book and look oh, at the thing. Mandy, I guess I need mine. to. Yeah. But she says that the kids are as they were, and I hope they will be for the next 35 years. I wish them a happy anniversary and a long life. And I hope you do too. So I guess oh. she wanted to keep them. Just keep them as they were. As they were, I which I guess that. I understand, but. I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. when you think about it, sometimes when you do that, um, Right. You, if you rewrite something, your image of someone changes, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously someone as an adult is going to be different than they're, you know, as a child. So I can, I can understand that that that. whole uh, To Kill a Mockingbird fiasco. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Harper Lee, go (laughs) tell the Watchmen. Yeah. Issue. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I can, I can respect that. I still want the book. I still but want I can it. respect yeah. that that's that was her opinion of it. Yeah. For sure. So, but yeah, I think it was definitely a good read. I love the art in the book. I love 
it was so, uh, I don't know. I could just feel the kids, the expression the artists use. I mean, they just looked like kind of surly tweens, you know? And uh, I don't know. It's, they were just, you know, and then another thing about the book is that she never lost the brother-sister relationship between them. Like, they were always jabbing at each other. Yes. Like, he's like, stop going on about my grammar. And he's like, yes. oh, baloney. You know, just, they just, like, went at each other like siblings do. And it was just, it was nice how she carried that through the story. But also, you know, they work, work things out. But yeah, but that she kept up, you know, that sibling relationship throughout the whole thing. That was a really well written. That's someone who had a sibling or who had, you know, multiple children because that sort of bickering that they did and the mm-hmm. things that they would bicker about um really you said we were, you know, you know, stay in out. And he was like, yeah, well, oh, you know, like know. That, stop it. This little Claudia. like that little like things that just they couldn't let go. And I thought, yeah, that that mm-hmm. is spot on for, you know, those sibling just know how to push each other's buttons. Yeah. So. It was good. It was excellent. Yeah. It was a so, great pick. Everybody um, read it. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Uh, you know, if you want to sort of hop back to, um, you know, 70s, late 60s, early 70s and sort of imagine uh, running away from home and um, discovering a mystery and uncovering the truth behind the mystery um, and getting to ride in a Rolls Royce, right? That mm-hmm. was kind of fun at the end. Yeah. So I got to take the Rolls Royce home. <laughs> yeah, you know, meet eccentric old ladies and yeah, you know, it's good. It was uh, it was a really fun read. Mm-hmm. I would I would definitely recommend it. And quick, another quick read. Yep. Right. Another one yep. of these like short. Mm-hmm books i don't know these books from the 60s 70s 80s they kind of had something spot on with their less than you know 300 pages right didn't didn't feel like a chore just an enjoyable right yeah absolutely well this was fun um hopefully we will not wait this long to do another (laughs) one yep you know life just kind of occurred yeah Um, and but we're back we're back. Now, we'll just call it season two. I don't know. We yes, right? Break. Yes, I think that's totally a great intentional. idea. intentional. Yeah, right. So. We're like one of those HBO shows that just has a limited run series mm-hmm. before the right. season two kicks in with right. another limited run. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we're not you know, This isn't network TV where you're getting 32 episodes. No, no, no. That's not it happening. It is not. No. So. In one season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you have uh, ideas for books that you want us to cover at some point, season two season three maybe who knows hard to say reach out to us we are uh, not how i remember it podcast on twitter instagram facebook um all of the above yeah all what right. she said yeah oh that maybe we'll have to edit that out <laughs> yeah. i don't know what the rating is but okay <laughs> all right well thanks for joining us today and we'll uh we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye. Sorry, Ben texted me. (laughs) I didn't hear it, so it was all right. Sure. Sure, you're good. There will be half a mac and cheese and three ribs. Okay. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) 